commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grace Condack, and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news shows in depth coverage for the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to an Investor's Day celebration. Now, for Ben, Greg, and Adam, let's talk about all the new content from Lucasfilm. Yeah, thank you, Grex. Um, so, why don't we why don't we just start by listing everything? That they mentioned we're gonna go through beat by beat and talk about these but like let's just let's just lay this out because yeah i was expecting some announcements i was hoping for some of these things i was not expecting we would get all of the things ever yeah you, so. you two were like oh by the way it was like after our taping last week yeah. you're like oh the uh also next week uh there's this uh investors meeting there might be an announcement yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, Mando three, etc. Probably nothing. Probably the spinoff series. <laughs> also, yeah. please go back one hundred odd episodes and listen to us beg for a Lando series, and then yeah. our you know, dreams come true. We've done enough episodes, and we have enough listeners that I'm just gonna like self brag about us for a second. Like, I think we called most most of these of these in some way or another. But let's just do it. So let me list them. And we're going to we're going to go through take this beat by beat. But here's just a upfront list of. So in terms of Disney Plus shows, we have Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka, Andor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Bad Batch, Star Wars Visions. Trying to scroll with one hand, Lando, The Acolyte and a droid story. Whoa. How many and is then, that that you just named? That's nine, but then you have that's, Mandalorian, so that's why you have ten. Oh, that's, that's ten. Get to that so magic. they named all ten. They named all ten, I believe. Wow. Then, Secondly, yeah. that's not release order, though. No, release that's order not release order. That is the Obi-Wan, order which they Andor, spoke or Andor about Obi-Wan. it, of which Kathleen Kennedy spoke about it, but you're right. That is not a release. Well, it's unclear, but we'll actually, we'll get there. But it's 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 not release order. It might be close to release order with some of those switching around. Um, and then they did talk about two movies, and that's all. Um, they talked about the unnamed Taika Waititi movie, and that's pretty much all we got about that. We'll talk more about that. And I'm then very excited. Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Um, but we'll get Patty to those last. Yeah. yeah, Patty Jenkins directing. Um, that's coming out in Christmas 2023. So we're going to have a lot of uh, Star Wars content on Disney Plus before we get to see another Star Wars thing in the theater. But I'm weirdly okay with that. Yeah, uh, let's let's go through it. Let's go through it because there's so much to talk about. Yeah. Here. So do you want me to kind of walk us through the main sections of of Kathleen Kennedy's talk, and then we can dive into the specifics? That sound like a good plan. Sure, if you want. Yeah. So yeah. real quick, she does an introduction. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna talk about that. It's mostly just hey, because don't forget, Investors Day is all about money. Money sure. and talking people into this. And so you get this big, as most of them did, this big upfront about how it's about quality, guys. It's about quality entertainment. It's yeah, not it's about, not about yeah. quality. Okay. It's about quality. It's not quantity. Yeah, it's totally not about super capitalism. Thing named <laughs> a million things that they're going to premiere on Disney. Quality Plus. storytelling. Yeah. yeah, it's not about oligarchy. No, nope. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, so, but then she talks about COVID changing and being an opportunity, a crisis tunity, if Homer Simpson taught oh, us that. Crisis tunity. Yeah. Wait, did she use that, or is that a Homer? No, that's we need that. the Homer scream. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so 
Then we get into the real thing. She actually starts with the Mandalorian. So there's like this specific section where she wants to really highlight the Mandalorian and the world of the Mandalorian. Um, not much about the new Mandalorian. Um, really, there's sort of sizzle reel of episodes one through six of the new season. I paid very close attention, making sure they weren't going to accidentally show something from future episodes. They didn't. So Is really Grogu just like in it? Grogu's in it. Oh, no, the, the name Grogu? I'm or surprised just, Grogu no, the, did not get the Grogu. I'm What's surprised that? we didn't get Grogu, the series. No. I was... <laughs> then? That, I thought that was a win-win. Because -win. that's the only sizzle reel I didn't watch, actually. I, I didn't actually see any you, of the stuff on the new Mandalorian. But So we, we see our characters. I mean, that's big. Yeah. I, I thought there's a chance, outside yeah. chance they would kill Boba Fett, kill Ma Din Djarin, you know, well, no, kill so Grogu or something. Like, I don't know. Well, so the sizzle reel just just showed the first six episodes of this season. So they didn't show anything. Oh, upcoming. this season, season yeah, two? this season. Oh, yeah, season okay. two. So it's really just like you've already seen all this. So it's just like it's okay, uh, fine, whatever. Oh, okay. yeah, it's literally yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then she goes on talking about how John and Dave are currently. This is Draco. John and Dave are currently developing two spinoff series, and that's when she announces Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ahsoka I, has all of those kind of like the runic Jedi yeah. runic uh, mortis runes behind the mm -hmm. the, uh, the text. Well, actually, logo is pretty so what I saw, interesting. Yes, sorry, Grant, to step on that while you were explaining it, but uh, I I noticed this actually just a couple of minutes ago. The O is the top of this of the staff that right. she carries in yeah. um, the end of Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When she's so, totally Gandalf. I'm still going for the Gan. I mean, uh, Filoni himself has said it, but I, I think there will be a kind of Gandalf reckoning with the 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 next big bad, which is, the, I guess, the, the First Order and Snoke, and kind yeah. of like the rise of Mordor and the dark, the darkness, yeah. the yeah. spread of the darkness. So yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Actually, um, I sent this around to you guys a couple of days ago. There was an interview on StarWars.com with um, Rosario Dawson, and she was talking about some of like the cues. And one of the ones Filoni actually said he was like, "Yeah, he's like, there's a lot, little bit of Gandalf in your character, which is something yeah. Grant has it, said it, a million times." It also signifies like the deeper mysticism of Mortis and the world between worlds and time travel. Like there is, yeah. Something else that may happen. I think I think we may see a new force ability or a few new force abilities in the Ahsoka series. Ooh, yeah. Great. Oh. So we're kind of doing it already, but let's talk about each of these series individually, and then talk about the world of the Mandalorian. Right, and and okay. Kathleen Kennedy also said that it's a conjoined universe, right? Oh, like yeah. Rangers yeah. of the New Republic, Ahsoka, and Mandalorian are also going to have like cross series events and things like so, that. So yeah, do you want to that right? Yeah, do you want to hear the three direct quotes? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. So one, she said, set within the timeline of The Mandalorian. So these three shows all kind of happen within the same timeline. They are interconnected shows. So that's a very clear statement, meaning that you're probably going to have characters showing up between it. Maybe you have episodes that specifically, you know, cross over. And the thing that Grant was talking about that to me is the most fascinating is it culminates in a climatic story event. Yeah. So Netflix tried this with Marvel with the um, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist series that culminated yeah. in the Defenders. Um, so I'm going to say somewhat unsuccessfully. <laughs> 
I watched Defenders. It was, it was yeah, Defenders good. was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, but I think they have a plan. And so what I want us to talk about <laughs> is and we can just jump to it now. I was gonna say, let's talk about the Rangers. We can come back. Let's just since it's right here. What do you think? Any tinfoil hat predictions about what that climactic story event might be? What brings these three shows together into either a movie? Like, I'm wondering if they're going to do a Disney Plus direct streaming movie with these three shows or like a limited series with these three shows interconnected. I mean, if it's an event, it would be nice to get a feature. Well, won't yeah. feature isn't film. Thrawn going to return? Isn't there going to be this insurrection yeah. power grab sort of thing? And then everyone will have to be involved. Possibly Ezra returns as well. Yeah, so I mean, massive story event. It's clearly a motivation for the Ahsoka uh, series yeah. because you mentioned it. Um, that was the thing. I mean, low hanging fruit is, you know, remnants of the Empire, but that's kind of boring. More exciting would be this adventure that Ahsoka's on um, with Thrawn and Ezra. And I don't know. But I mean, it's this is really I mean, speaking from like a, a corporate point of view, Disney slash Lucasfilm looks at the Mandalorian, the sex and the, the success of the, the Mandalorian and creates a, a Mandalorian verse, you know, like a yeah. universe surrounded that. So, I mean, it seems like, you know, the star at the center of that um, solar system is the Mandalorian. So it could be his motivations, but um, the the overarching real grabbers um i mean thrawn is a much bigger motivation than any of the sort of you know wandering swordsman stuff that mandalorian's doing um so yeah i i definitely i thought thrawn as well yeah my theory is thrawn and the battle for mandalore yeah because i mean we know the first order is being created but they can't get too close right exactly because we didn't see them in um in rise it's not saying they're not there but it's like eh, it'd be i don't know they, they'd have to do a lot of it'd be weird that they were a thing for 30 years before they became a real thing right like yeah. that would be odd yeah um and this is really the the this is the pre-first order era so yeah the other date they did say a date of xmas 2021 christmas 2021 for the first se- for the first of these okay so oh, I'm guessing that's going to be spin-offs? of the spinoffs. So I'm guessing that's Rangers just because yeah. they talked about Rangers first. And one of these is already shooting. And I think it's Rangers. Really? Yeah. Not Ahsoka. Well, no. couldn't Rosario be considered a Ranger as well? Because so let's let's Ranger jump into that. Who do you think we might see in Rangers? I think Cobb Vanth is like a yeah. perfect fit for the show, honestly. The title, at least. I I would love to see more Cobb Vanth. I, I, I story wise, he's just a podunk but sheriff. We, Obi Wan will be set on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. But they, How I mean, that's Tatoo- exposure on Tatooine. Do we need? I think we want none. No more than <laughs> leave it alone. And well, I mean, it's, I just don't know story wise how you get Cobb Vanth off of Tatooine. And out of that town. I mean, he's right, he's exactly. a glue. He's a de facto mayor, essentially. You know, he's he's the sheriff that's holding together town. The the town. I don't know how you extract him from that. Would love to see that character more, but yeah, I don't I don't know how you do it. I think um, Mayfeld, which we're going to talk to, <laughs> we're going to talk about in yeah. episode one fifty nine extensively. Um, yeah. I, I think he could he could yeah. be in that group. 
Um, he looks ripe for the pickings yep. for uh, for the new alliance. I also thought of the X-wing pilots, like yep. Teva. Uh, I also thought of uh, Captain Teva. As Captain well. Teva, sure. Uh, Teva and and, and uh, Wolf pa- Wolf Puck. Yeah, Wolf I, do, you, do you think? Uh... You think uh, Filoni's up for because uh, Rogue Squadron? I mean, with the release of Rogue Squadron and then Rangers, it's like I think the X Wing. I think there could be, you know, they could be generating lots of CG assets. We'll we'll get to Rogue Squadron, but I, I I think Rogue Squadron is a different era. I agree. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, So yeah, I would say in terms of like possibilities, who we've seen Cobb Vanth. Um, Teva, Caradoon, um, Caradoon, absolutely. I think. I think. I. I mean, not to. I mean, we'll just mention. I think it depends on what is happening, off. You know what's happening with people, on social media. Yeah, uh, she seems I, to be minding her peas and and yeah, not cute. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 on on social media lately. Yeah. Which is uh, great. I hope she does because I think it's an interesting character, and I think they can do stuff with that character. Yeah, I, um, I enjoy watching her character a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you do have Grief Karga. I don't think Grief Karga is suddenly going to become part of the New Republic, but I'm guessing you're going to have him popping up in that show because why yeah. wouldn't you? Um, and then Fennec probably Shen. Fennec Shen, maybe, probably. I don't know. I don't see her being a ranger of the yeah, New Republic. She's more of a bounty hunter than a yeah. Ranger. Maybe showing up for a star story arc, and then other characters we haven't seen. Um, the other question I want to ask is, who do you want? Because they talked about that John and Dave. I'm going with first names because Kathleen's going with first names. Uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are are currently developing, and it sounds like they're going to produce these shows. So that means they're not going to show run it or they're not going to ha- they're not going to do the writing and the directing. Right. Who do you want to see? I mean, let Ahsoka. I mean, it's got to be Filoni, right? That's got to be Filoni's jam. Can we just agree I, and I, move on? I think <laughs> no? they're going to I think they're going to do this the way they did with Mandalorian. I think um, Favreau is very deftly farming new talent. Yeah. To, like to understand the process of making a film with Lucasfilm during the, using the technology they have. Um, I think all of the directors are on the table there and like, yeah. you know, and, uh, and that's, and so slowly, um, Filoni and, and Favreau are going to get further away from the direct, direct day, yeah. you yeah. know, and like, maybe they will direct an episode here or there, just like the Mandalorian is now, but they're going to start bringing yeah. new excellent talent under the tent that wants to, you know, love star Wars and wants to be involved in star Wars. I mean, Fami, you, uh, Chow so. is going to have her own series, so she's going to be off. But I mean, more Robert Rodriguez, please. Um, Peyton, um, I, Reed. Peyton Reed. Uh, yeah. That'd be great if he he did another one. That was a fantastic episode this um, season. You know, I mean, all all the usual suspects. Taika Waititi hopefully will be busy doing his standalone or his uh, feature. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be new talent. But it's a sort of list like, oh, you like Star Wars? You're in. You know, whoever whoever. Yeah. Favreau knows in his vast network that loves Star Wars and wants to make a Star Wars. So my thought is, is Mandalorian all but one episode every season is written by Favreau, right? Yeah. He writes them all. And then, and then, uh, Famuyima writes, um, yeah, but, uh, Filoni wrote one this season too. Uh, so co-wrote, two- I think, right. He co-wrote with, I don't I think, think was... I think he got exclusive credit on the Ahsoka. Uh, oh, okay. Episode. That could be, uh, but yes, largely. Yeah. yeah. But largely. So most of the episodes I'm like, do I bother going back and checking or not? 
Um, but so most of the episodes are written by, yes, and you're absolutely right. Dave Filoni wrote the Jedi by himself. So, but like six of the eight episodes are written by Filoni. I mean, by okay. Favreau. Yeah. So I wonder if we don't get the same but, thing but with. That, but Filoni must consult on most of this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but absolutely. so my thought is, is that we're going to have similar is that, is that Favreau is going to consult on all these things. But I wonder if Dave Filoni goes off and writes most of Ahsoka. Yeah. Right. Oh, and then, oh, I think so. I think that'll so be he's like the Favreau's kind of passion project. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's less of a question mark to me because it's like Dave, like Ahsoka's Dave Filoni's IP. Like I can't imagine him just shelving that off to someone else. So the Rangers in the New Republic to me is a more interesting question. And we've only had one other person other than Dave Filoni writing on The Mandalorian. Right. Yeah, but Famuyi was done like mostly the like heists. I mean, it does, it's not to say you can't do these, but yes, I, I, I mean, that would be fantastic if Famuyi wrote all of Rangers. I would that would make me much more excited about yeah. um, about this series. I just wonder, right? Like, I feel like he's the one that they trust the most. And I love his directing style and I really want him to get a series. And I know he's doing what's that yeah. series called? Child of Bone. Child of it. Blood and Bone. Child of Child Blood, of Blood and, Bone. and Bone. I can't see my own screen. Um, and so which is an amazing series I've heard. Um, and I'm glad he's getting that. But but I, I'm hoping that, you know, he can also run that because that would be my dream. I just want him to get his own yeah. Star Wars series yeah. or movie. So I'm good. hoping like in the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, I have to say of all of these Rangers of the New Republic is the one I'm most tepid on of pretty much all the ones announced um, because I just don't know what it is. I mean, we've yeah. seen so little. I mean, and, and they've just done like the directors as guest casting on as the, you know, uh, X-Wing pilots. And we don't really yeah. know what's there. Also, it's like, how are you going to do this without Carrie Fisher? And I mean, I don't know. It, it's like it's, she's uh, the one leading the New Republic. So. That's the that's the person I would want there. So Wait, I don't know. Also, isn't isn't Han Solo working as a like a flight instructor for right? But I don't think we're gonna have any. And... I don't think we're gonna see much of the core. Like this is like Teva right, saying. Is this a vehicle for Cara Dune because she's getting the badge? Like she's getting that sheriff's badge and things like yeah, that. Could be. Yeah. It was that was the backdoor pilot. Like we've seen backdoor pilots all season long <laughs> of Mandalorian. Right. And yes. That thing, but my point is like Teva says to Cara Dune, "There's something going on out here, and no one else is listening." Right? So this is yeah. gonna be, the Rangers are gonna be the ones that are like out here on the fringes. They're not being paid attention to. So a lot of it is I don't think we're gonna see much of the core world. Like maybe we get a couple of Mom Mothra pop yeah. like things like that, you know. But I think it's gonna be a lot of like we're what's, out here on our own. What's very watch. interesting is that's a sort of that's a mirror to what's going on in the High Republic era. Right. With the I was, Rangers yeah. out in the outer rim, basically exactly. patrolling for, yeah. for threats. Exactly. I was thinking that, yeah, the same thing that, and yeah, it's very much a parallel to the High Republic in that way. Yeah. They use the exact same term as they're like Texas Rangers, sort of, you know, going out and frontiersmen and women. And yeah. Yeah. So it could just be focused on the, them. But again, there's nothing immediately compelling. I'll just say that. It's no, sort of I, 100% agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, but I, like there's the Mandalorian. There's nothing immediately com compelling about that either. Right. They they introduced yeah, two brand new uh, characters in, in Din Djarin and um, Grogu and no one knew who they were. 
I mean, even though Mandalorians are cool. Okay. That's the thing that you just said in the last sentence. It's All like right. you're nasling the Mandalorian. You're always like, I'm listening. Also, the lore is a bit Raiders? foggy, right? It's like so it's more clarification of the lore behind the Mandal- Mandalorians is always welcomed. I There's think mystery the there. There's right. things. Right. But like, I got to say, like, this is the first thing in this talk where they're telling us something new. And I'll be 100% honest. When you come out and say Rangers of the New Republic, I was just like, what? <laughs> what are we like it's a clunky name. I mean, to me, this is also from a series that named a movie called Attack of the Clones. So we're used to clunky titles for movies and for series. But it did like throw me for a little bit. The more I've been resting with it over the past day and watching The Mandalorian, it's like if it's gonna be some of these characters, if you're gonna bring Migs in, if you're bringing these other characters in, and it's kind of this just like outer rim. Are they going to go full Western for this? Is like, are they just going to shunt off and this is the Western, like, Star Wars story? Right. Cause it's like they split Samurai with Ahsoka and West. Right. Rangers. Like, are they going to, they totally yeah. split the genre in half. Right. And they'll be in, in except it's going to be gal- intergalactic. Like, it's, yeah. It's not just going to be like one planet. It's going to be these like Rangers trying to quell things over a whole galaxy or right. a portion of a galaxy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, so how many other projects do we have to go through now? <laughs> we got another eight, to go, another seven to go. Okay. Well, no, another nine to go because we're talking about the movies as well. But we'll get through some of these kind of quicker because there's not a ton. But um, I will say I was 100% with you. But the more I've been resting on it, the more I'm like, this might be my dark horse show. And I think right. it depends on who we the talent we see connected to it. Um, exactly. I and I, I think that I mean, what we're all fearing is that Star Wars will be will produce middling content we've been spoiled with exceptional content at every level from star wars and um yeah and i think i think we're all sort of worried about that here but to date it's it's been exceptional so um i'm i'm prepared to be surprised at the quality of the show they're and not they, just going to put out some about like, quality and shield number sort of, of times yeah they assured the us investors. yeah <laughs> all about quality yeah. But the other reason I'm a little less worried is that the Mandalorian has been great. And then also, this is, sounds weird, but watching the Marvel section of this Investor's Day, which we won't talk about a lot, but seeing the content they're doing, like the WandaVision, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, like all of these things makes me yeah. feel like they know what the Disney Plus wants to do. So yeah. Disney Plus is not going to allow a middling Star Wars thing right. to happen. It's going to be feature quality yeah. content on yeah. there their video and they also don't seem to be in any rush because a lot of these projects are talking about we we heard the years 2022 and 2023 mentioned several times yeah so this is not like we're getting all these out this year they're just like they're taking their time which i appreciate is coming yeah exactly um but the other thing i want to mention is like to me the mandalorian is the new skywalker saga of the star wars universe Mm. Because they treated Mandalorian as its own standalone part to talk about, about the Mandalorian verse. And then they went, oh, yeah. And then there's all these other new series. Right. <laughs> right. But there's clearly like this separate universe that they're trying to build out, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Very cool, man. And in I'll terms do- of like, I'm going to move us along unless we want to talk more about the Mandalorian stuff. Do it. But in terms of like the presentation, and again, this is me as a person who teaches. So I think about like how you structure your talk. They talked about the Mandalorian. Then they talked about stagecraft and the ILM stuff and the volume. 
which is a neat little thing. Like that's a cool section to watch. Expanding studios of, to Australia, Australia, you know, England, London. London. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, it, LA. again, very much dollar and cents trying to show like, hey, we're we're doing good things with money with the money that we're spending. Right, but, we're international. We're worldwide. But think about what that placement does, because then you have the Mandalorian, and you don't just jump in the new content. You break into talking about something else. So you're making a clear divide. There's literally this division between the Mandalorian and everything else we're talking about, which I think is interesting in terms of how you construct. Well, I think it's the presentation. It, it presses closely to the sequel trilogy and to the new storytelling that may arise after the sequel trilogy. And so I think the Mandalorian holds it. It, it has a lot of mystery and, and unanswered yeah. questions that yeah. we can explore that other series simply cannot. We know right. where a lot of these things result. You know, it's like it's going yep. to be the Clone Wars. It's going to be the Jedi Purge. It's going to be right. We know we know the end for a lot of Star yeah. Wars stories. And these, and yeah. And, and I hope we don't series. know the ending of these. And, no. you know, the Clone Wars season seven very much said, like, yeah, there was this parallel battle going on on Mandalore. And I hope that's what they're doing now is sort of like, well, yes, there's a Skywalker saga and the battle for the galaxy and the fate of the galaxy. But there's also this other very important tangent. And I hope it goes through Mandalore and I hope it goes through the outer regions and I hope it goes through Thrawn and the Chiss Ascendancy. And they take us somewhere else where we don't know where it's going to arrive because that's something I feel like Lucasfilm yeah. could use more of. Agreed. And, and, you know, I think they're doing, I think they're saying that up and you, and you look at these other series, they're kind of the standalone, really interesting series. I almost feel like it's like, remember when originally it started, it was supposed to, when the movie started with the, with Lucas, with the, um, the sequel trilogy, it's supposed to be like every year there'd be every other year, there'd be the Skywalker saga and then there'd be a star Wars story. Right. And then solo happened and all that happened. But I feel like, this feels similar to me. There's the Mandalorian verse, which is like our main thing. And then there's the Star Wars story series, which yeah. are all these other things. Um, and so when she starts to introduce these new series, she starts with this very interesting line. And she says, we have a vast and expansive timeline in the Star Wars mythology spanning over 25,000 years of history in the galaxy. Wow. Which is interesting because that seems yeah. to suggest things like the Old Republic, when in reality, when you look at the stories they've talked about, and we'll get to them, they're talking about a two to three hundred years span of that twenty five thousand years. Right. And you're talking about Acolyte, right? Mm hmm. Everything yeah, so else is with everything else is within a 40 or 50 year time period. Mm -hmm. together. Um, and the other thing she says before she jumps in this big specific series, which actually made me get a little choked up <laughs> randomly. I was 100% sober. I was watching it, maybe sleep deprived. But she said there truly is a Star Wars story for everyone. Oh, and I think that's yeah. what they're going for. They're allowing multiple different types of voices to tell different types of Star Wars stories, which is what we've been championing since we started this podcast two years ago. Right. Like, yeah, give all these different people with different perspectives, Star Wars stories right. to tell. And I, I still await, and I think Ahsoka is the answer, but I, I, I had been, I think we had been talking about it for a long time on this podcast, which is why not have an alien lead at some point? I yeah. don't understand yeah. why we're not really getting into some of these other species that you've created that have such wonderful makeup applications and things like yeah. that, or sh show it off as the lead. I mean, a Harrison Agreed. Dula show would be yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I love it. I, I, I am so excited for that. And I, 
and I and I hope we see more of that. But um, in terms well, of what they there's yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they start off talking about Andor. So we get our first, like, we actually get titles for these shows that they've just been kind of, they haven't actually given us the title for. They give us, it's literally called Andor. The Cassian yeah. Andor story. Um, they don't say a lot. They give us a sizzle reel, which not, no footage from the show, because I think it's just been shooting now for a few weeks. Yeah, but a lot um, of background. A lot, lot of, of background uh, shots. A lot of background. On the scene. Yeah. Um, Thoughts, reactions. I yes, I, I so I just saw this and I was blown away by the practical sets that they were yeah. creating. I mean, yeah. they so they they mentioned they were doing twelve episodes, which Good. I thought yep. was really cool. Yep. They said they were going to have over two hundred named characters over twelve episodes. They, I think they called it like a spy series, but it was it looked like I didn't see the volume once. They just had these massive, massive yeah. sets they were building for the Andor series. And it really felt like this one more than um, Mando. They were really trying to go for that. Um, like they're treating it like a feature and they are, they're, yeah. they're, they're building it like, you know, a 12 episode version of, of rogue one, like the way they shot rogue one. It, yeah. I, don't, I was blown. And the, I mean, the cast is amazing. Um, and the, the creature effects, they, they showed a lot of creature effects in this. Um, it looked like they were gonna, it looks like a, a higher budget version of the Mandalorian. I mean, yeah. essentially a feature drawn out over 12 episodes. So Ben, I want to hit you hit on what you just said there, because they actually use that terminology during the Marvel presentation where Kevin Feige said about like winter soldiers, like this is a movie told over six episodes. Oh really? Yeah. And so I think, I think for these kind of special events or series, which is interesting because for some of the other series we're going to talk about, they referred to him as special event series. Yeah. They did say that about and about Andor. Right. So this might be. A oh, so it might even be longer than that. Yeah. So part of me also wonders if 12 episodes, is it six episodes over two seasons? Because that's long for Disney Plus. I wonder if they're actually going to split it. It totally is. Yeah. Interesting. It reminds me of a, a podcast I listened to today. It was the Bill Simmons podcast. He was just he had John Hamm on. And and Ham was talking about, you know, his movies and like why some of his movies get found and some don't. But he was just like he's like, we're in a world sort of like where you're making a two hundred million dollar movie or you're not in a movie. Mm, and yeah. I, I mean, and I mean, this is a guy that's inside L.A. And I think that might be what Disney's thinking about as far as video on demand. It's sort of like we can out budget other video on demand projects where it's just like. You're watching Disney or you're watching a subclass video on demand. Well, they did frame it as there's no difference in quality from a yep. movie other than duration. This is really just a yeah. duration thing where we're just yeah. segmenting it into an episodic series. And it's not good. It's actually a longer film. And then that's the way I think. But about it's it. also yeah. paced. Right, but I mean, there's a final cliffhangers. It's, it's you're getting way more cliffhangers. And I think that's how. I think Star Wars works really well with cliffhangers, but I also like the drawn-out Shakespearean version of Star Wars as well. And I yeah, would yeah. like to see a return to form in in the kind of theatrical feature length yeah. film as well. Can I yeah. can I bring in Marvel one more time? And I swear to God, I'll this stop. This is the last time. This we're is the gonna, last one I'll do it. This okay, episode. This is it. That's so, it. So, Marvel has two different types of series on Disney Plus. They have the special event series, which is like WandaVision, Loki. Falcon Winter Soldier, 
I think there's one more that I'm not thinking of. But those look theatrical. Like when you watch those, yeah. to the point that even the Mandalorian doesn't look theatrical. Like these look like a movie. Then you have these other series that have announced, like Miss Marvel, She Hulk, and Moon Knight, which I think will be on the level of the Mandalorian. Yeah. So I think they're doing that with with Star Wars as well. There's these continuing series where you have to kind of limit the budget a little bit because you're yeah. going to tell over series. And then you have these special event series like Andor and Obi-Wan Kenobi that are going to be like you, you, you could put them up against a Star Wars theatrical film and not be able to tell the difference between the two. That just tells me they're going to be more atmospheric as I think the yeah. Mandalorian is, has a lot of uh, connective tissue with the animated films that Filoni directed, you know, mm-hmm. previous. And it, it just in terms of the cutting and whatnot. And, and I feel like in Andor, we might get oneers essentially with following yeah. Cassian yeah. through a few, you know, housing projects on some, you know, in some strange, like, marketplace on some distant world you know like it it might be a really really cinematic in terms of yeah they're gonna bring out some cinematic directing tricks that you don't normally see i think i mean they did so show some shots like i guess they've been filming andor for about three months um and they they had a couple of shots in there and it just looks to me like it they they call it like a spy thriller and um yeah i don't know it looks fast it i I, it got me really geared up for that i got really excited uh but obi-wan is also labeled as a special event series as well well that one is right and so i will say andor to me actually was the one i'm least excited about coming into this and then watching the sizzle reel yeah it did exactly what exactly what a sizzle reel is supposed to do (laughs) i am so on board for it i'm very excited for it and i love the cast so then we get to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Again, we get a specific name. They're not saying the Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series that deals with, she names it Obi-Wan yep. Kenobi, which I still think it should have been Obi-Wan, but I, or Kenobi, but I'll I take Obi-Wan. I always thought it should have been Kenobi with brush strokes, like, yeah. Kind of like, yeah. But, uh, they still may rename it. It could happen. Or it could be a lawsuit with, um, yeah, <laughs> for the, the book of that name. Yeah. But uh, uh, with Lucino, oh, right? Oh, yeah, no, it's Lucino. not. I always think no, it's Lucino, but it's not, right? I think it is. I think you always think it's someone. I don't know. We're, we'll Google it. We're going to do this again. I would never dream of Googling while we were on this show. Um, but I, I think the logo appears, and there's an anima- an, animatic, basically, an animated logo. And it's, yeah. uh, it, it appears with it's in sand. It, the, the text is created from yep. sand. Right. Like, yeah, which makes right. sense. Yeah. Oh, um, wait, I just remembered it was by John Jackson Miller. That's right. I feel like we do this every seventh episode. But yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So, Grant, as you mentioned, special event series, which is different language than they use with and or others, which seems to suggest miniseries one season. Um, no, they didn't give us number of episodes or anything like that. Um, it is te- the, what they do tell us is that it's 10 years after Return of the Sith. And as Grant, I will yes, read the next uh, Do you want me to read the next quote and Please then you react? Please. Okay. Hayden Christensen will be returning in the role of Darth Vader. This will be the rematch of the century. Yeah. Yo, I so, stood up and hollered very loudly when I saw My that. wife went, Why? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> but then as she said, and Grant, I don't know if I take this the wrong way. She said, well, with a competent director, I actually <laughs> be really interested to see how Hayden Christensen can do. <laughs> Which, till I'll say, 
I don't see I'm how it's possible see. that these two characters can can collide or clash or meet up so, once once again before the A New Hope. But I know I welcome it. I welcome Dude, it. You know, whatever. Stoked do whatever you got to do. Stoked. Oh, Stoked. oh, I'm the odd man out on this one. Uh, so oh, I'm come on. I'm very excited that Hayden Christensen returning. I actually am. I got really, it was great. I'm like, yes, this, I think he's a great actor. I think he wasn't done a great service in the press and also in how he was directed as an actor. He was a young actor. George Lucas is not an actor's director. Or really a well-famed director, period. It's helpful for Ewan McGregor. As an actor, yeah. honestly, because Ooh, by the way, he, it, they, him, they're all older and wiser. Yeah, and Ian McGregor has spoken out. I think via like his thing, he's most excited about. He's, I think he said something on Twitter today or yesterday about I'm so the thing I'm most excited about is being able to work with Hayden again. Like he's all on board about that. He's being super positive. Well, it's all about bouncing off like someone you you know worked with for a yeah. long time. You know, out of the three films you had done previous, it's like you you want to have your acting partner back again, and then. Right. I don't know how they communicate though. I, I'm imagining this is a flashback because I, so I just is, don't know how you this do is it. What I want. This is this what is I want. The crux of it, right? Yeah. It's like, do they meet? Do they meet in real time in between? All right. So, can I? Do you mind, guys? No, go, please go. go. So, when when they meet in episode four, it's like, ah, uh, we meet again. Only this time, uh, it is I who's the master. And I'm I'm paraphrasing. I actually wish I had the direct quote. But there is enough ambiguity in there. It, like yeah, Obi-Wan totally. calls him by his first name, which is Darth, which is really like yeah. a dig. Like, what's up, Darth? Darth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm I think there's enough room there where they could have had a battle. Oh, absolutely. Um, in between episode three and episode four. And and I, I hope that Obi-Wan smacked him around again. And then, but he's like, oh no, I'm now 10 years later or whatever. Uh, after, you know, when they get to episode four, it's like, oh, now I'm the master because whatever, he's gone master. through the gauntlet that we're, I, I, we're watching in the in the comics right now. I have to think the line that will, will predicate whether this could occur or not is the, you know, there's a presence. I felt a presence. I have not felt for a long time. Like, is a long time. I have not 10 felt years? since. Right. Right. And he right. doesn't so, right. the statement. So, here's the thing. It's all about preconceived notions, right? About what that line means. And my preconceived notion has always been like they never saw each other again after episode three. Me too. Me too as well. But yeah. here's the thing. But I didn't write that. I didn't. I, that is just my headcanon. So yeah. I am open to this. I would prefer that they never, ever met after episode three. But I'm open I, like give me good storytelling i will and to be honest you show me darth vader you show me the you show me darth vader in a suit and i almost swore real bad but you show me darth vader in a suit <laughs> fighting against Ewan mcgregor obi-wan kenobi there's not a word where i don't stand up from my couch and start clapping right? as much I, as i don't think i want <laughs> see, i feel like that's where the series is gonna go it's like there may be flashbacks there may be like i other interactions like um i don't know in the the spectral realm or something like but i think like how cool would it be if that series culminated in in a battle between the two of them somewhere and somehow i and you know they they both survive i i imagine a place where obi-wan beats him again and then and then retires back to tatooine or whatever 
Um, and somehow Darth doesn't know, like that Vader doesn't know that that's where he is. And then they meet again. And that's where it's like, yeah, you know, Obi-Wan's now owned him twice. And so Vader's like, all right, where, even though now he, he's, you know, super old and then Obi-Wan lets him win. And he's like, no, you got, you know, that's why he's confused. I, I, yeah. I, I feel like that's how you make that a really important story for Obi-Wan. It will mess with my head cannon, but I'm open. I can deal with it. And I here's the thing, like, just tell me a good story right. and, I, and I will deal with it. I, it's not what I necessarily wanted from my Obi-Wan series, but who am I? Right. right? I see like, a few very organic solutions to this. I see right. one where it's Obi-Wan tries to assassinate the Emperor at some point, because I feel like that's foreshadowed a bit in Revenge of the Sith when it's like, I'll take the Emperor. I can't strike down Anakin. Mm. And okay. I see a motivation for Obi-Wan to at least try. Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah. I also see a motivation for Anakin to try to reach out to Vader kind of cosmically, like a Kylo Ren connection where a sort of cosmic lightsaber duel could occur. And yeah. you could have a confrontation that way. Or you could have Obi-Wan in disguise confront Vader, like in a, in a sort of disguise where you don't know it's Obi-Wan. And then lastly... Why not? I welcome them just, you know, clashing once more. Just a big samurai fight that happened 10 years before New Hope or something. Here's why. So so when she said Hayden Christensen will return, I went, yeah. And then she went, in the role of Darth Vader, I went, oh. And here's why. And I'll be 100% clear. I could deal with them meeting again, but what does that mean? So does that mean we're just going to have Hayden Christensen walking around in a Darth Vader suit? Which... In which case, why? Like, like I, I you know, anyone could be in this. Suit. Anyone could be in it, and probably actors who are physically better at being in suits than Hayden Christensen. He wasn't trained in mime work or in physical work. I want to see Hayden Christensen as as Hayden Christensen. As, as, as Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. So I really hope this means we're going to get flashbacks with Hayden Christensen as Anakin. What Skywalker. if it's like I the want Gundar? To I think what it's going to be both. Pick, which is fine. Which is fine. Like it's fine if he's in the suit, but I want to see him. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Grant. Like, there's going to be I, I think they're going to flash back to all these stories we didn't get. In exactly. Clone Wars that's what I want. That are going to do character it. development. Yeah. It'll be like him meditating, you know, thinking about all these interactions, but also the it's going to move forward and into an inevitable physical confrontation with Darth Vader. And uh, yeah. I mean, I think that that would be a very, 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 very compelling story more than like him fighting with, a you know, a, a hidden Jedi as a Tusken Raider or beating a, a crate dragon, which we've already seen, you know, there's, there's nothing left to do on tattooing. He's at this point, Obi-Wan has got to do some but extra planetary. Obi-Wan also expanding his force abilities during this time, or he yeah. can reach yeah. out to like other galaxies and other, other basic other star systems and things like that. And I mean, like, other metaphysical planes, right? Yeah, exactly. out of, like other dimensions, essentially. Like, oh man. I mean, I wish they had mentioned, um, uh, Liam, I uh, know, um, the Liam Neeson, I think, because I Liam. hope they're like bros at this point, 10 years into his like meditation, like Liam Neeson should be ever present, you know, in his life. I think you could use ADR for Liam Neeson. I don't even I think you might get a disembodied voice throughout this and it might be. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I don't Just need physical. Him. I don't need physical Qui-Gon Jinn, even though that would be great. But I mean, uh, you know, the voice of Qui-Gon Jinn, I think, should it needs to be with him at this point. And, you know, I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of really fun ways you can go with that at that point. But yeah. 
you know, we've done the Yoda thing a million times now. And I I think it's got to be Qui-Gon Jinn that's the one that's helping him evolve. Because by the time we see um, in Clone Wars, spoilers, Clone Wars, um, Obi-Wan face off with Darth Maul, you have gotten the fully realized Obi-Wan Kenobi white knight who understands, is one with the Force, understands all all that's going on. And it's the same Obi-Wan that, you know, we see in A New Hope. but. I guess we need to see him evolve into like that. That's what I want to see him to, to actually take the leap in his meditative studies in his exile um, to go the, the, the final distance there. Um, and, a, and a conflict with Vader would be just the cherry on top. So this is the first time in this investors thing that they say, and here's this. And then we cut to for the rest of us who have who are not paid investors. <laughs> We get this countdown. There has been a description of what was shown during that. Would you like me to read the description of what was shown? Oh, please do. Oh, yes, please. Okay. So I will give credit where credit is due, which I don't normally don't do with comicbook.com, but this is from comicbook.com. A trusted source, (laughs) he says sarcastically. But Yeah, we're all shady. Let's just face it. But this sounds believable. There's quotes and stuff. So I'm just going to read it from here. So, um, this is a direct quote. There's a hunger for this character to come back, McGregor said. Uh, the fans have been waiting long enough, you know. Okay, that's whatever. Uh, added Chow. This is quite a dark time that we're coming into with him. Just being a Jedi. It's not safe. There's Jedi hunters out there. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Then we get some concept art that shows a Jedi lightsaber blade ignited defending a trio of younglings as the newly anointed Darth Vader marches on the Jedi Temple with a legion of clone troopers. He has this one task left, McGregor said, of his exiled Jedi, which is to keep Luke safe. Hmm. Uh, More concept art shows a stingray-like creature floating above slave workers tolling away in the barren sandy landscapes of Tatooine. We start on Tatooine and we go on a rollicking adventure, McGregor teased over a glimpse of a watery planet where armed soldiers fire upon a a many-armed sea creature. Uh, We couldn't tell the story of Obi-Wan without addressing Anakin or Vader, Chow added, over an image of the armored Vader seated on a throne as he communicates with a hologram. That's all it says. Uh, The most beautiful thing of all is that it's brought me back together with Hayden, a giddy McGregor said. It's amazing to bring those characters back together again very unexpectedly. Um, Chow confirmed that audiences will definitely see Obi-Wan and Darth Vader get into it again as we see the blue blade of a hooded Obi-Wan clash with the fiery red blade of Darth Vader invoking imagery of the previous encounter in Revenge Whoa. of the Sith. You're burying the lead here, Adam. Oh my I, God. Because so, I, so I just Googled this. Uh, having another swing at each other might be quite satisfying for everybody, Gregor teased. We hope that you enjoy it as much as we're going to enjoy making it. Wow. And, and, uh, and stunned silence. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. I mean, I'm in on that. Like, like so he goes to other worlds. Wait, uh, how this, fast like... are they going to move, though? They're going to. This I, is no, the choreography. I am very interested in the choreography. This is this is the storyline I wanted for Luke Skywalker <laughs> in the sequel trilogy, like where he actually goes on adventures as like an OP Jedi. That's like 
post Jedi. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 This is the culmination of, you know, everything we've ever wanted, which is an experienced Jedi going out to fight an experienced, you know, Sith Lord. Yeah. Pretty fun. That's yeah. Sounds exciting. All right. Yeah. All right. And that's that's the answer they've been searching for for these years. Well, since they've teased this thing and since they teased poor Ewan McGregor like four years ago, like we're going to do a thing with you, but we don't know quite what yet. And then, yeah, I mean, that that sounds like. Doesn't this kind of feel like episode three point five? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mean 3. that in a bad 5. way. Point eight. Yeah, but like, like they're like they're like they feel like there's work that needs to still be done with these two characters, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, Obi Wan's my guy. He's my like, yeah. He's my fave, and I mean, I know he's just like a generic white knight, but like, he just I don't know. He's just kind of great. He he he's not as evolved as Ahsoka. Like Ahsoka, I think, is the true evolution of the Jedi, but. As far as Jedi went, he was as good a Jedi as there was. And um, and and by the time we see him in A no Hope, New Hope, he is the Gandalf character. He is so, like a yeah. perfect tutor. With Obi-Wan's, you know, M.O. being I'm going to protect Luke on Tatooine. Uh, it, do we see it as impossible for Vader to sense that? Like, should he not be able to, shouldn't he be able to sense that that's his... I mean, if it was just some pleb Jedi, yeah. But this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, he's figured out a way to, like, and I imagine that's the the impetus for him to leave Tatooine because it's like, sure, he could see an Inquisitor and needs to create a way to get rid of an Inquisitor in a way that's not going to draw attention to himself. Right, right. But then he realizes this is going to keep cap happening unless I sort of get to the root of it and sort of follows it up the chain and you get your sort of, you know, we get um, film noir. I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think it's, I think it's, he gets found and that's what starts the adventure. It's basically, I have to get off world because inquisitor found me, Vader found me something. I have to get off world and I have to now penetrate the heart of the empire, the ISB or whatever surveillance. I like that. And Uh, I wonder if this climatic clash between Vader and Obi-Wan doesn't, end in a mirror opposite of what we see at the end of episode three, where Vader thought he killed Obi-Wan. He vanquished, vanquished Obi-Wan, which is why he doesn't come after him. And then you get this, what he, in episode four, where he's like, that's weird, right? Like I have, I feel his presence. That's great because he does step on the robes in episode four. He's like, are you really dead this time? Did I really (laughs) do it this time? Yeah. Did I do it this time? Yeah. Because I had hoped for the other thing where like Obi-Wan just like smacks him around again and like cuts off all his arms again. And he's like, all right, you know, send scurrying back yeah. and, and Obi-Wan, you know, pulls a Houdini and, and leaves. Um, but imagine what that means in episode four, if it's the other way around, because that's just like he knows he can't win. He's gotten right. older, right? Yeah. It's another 10 years have gone away. He know he can't he can't win. So he's he's just knows, which I think we get that from the movie anyway, that he's sacrificing himself at that moment. He knows there's yeah. no hope of winning just to save Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do we get the emperor in this series? Yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Sorry. Probably. I mean, with Vader, you get the Emperor. Right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe, but maybe not. I mean, we don't get Emperor till you know, you know, Empire Strikes Back. Right. Um, I don't know. Wow. All right. So this that's that's an amazing series. We should probably move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> next is the Bad Batch, uh, and they showed us a preview of that, and um. 
Eddie, not a lot said here. I think she just said that there's uh, new missions in a rapidly changing galaxy is how she described. I mean, the animation's breathtaking. Yeah, it yeah, looks so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, this is one of the, another one of the ones where we thought that we would get them interacting with Jedi, which I kind of hope we do. We, I think last week we um, speculated that they could be the ones that saved Grogu from the temple. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we did see in this, uh, they did have a sizzle um, video here that um, showed them on Coruscant quite a bit. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but ultimately they made, they painted it out to be clones versus stormtroopers. Um, and I thought that was actually pretty cool. Like that, yeah. you know, that's, that's just like a fun theoretical, um, infinity sort of idea that we haven't explored. And even if that's all we get, it still looked fantastic. That was, Interesting. That fun. And that, and that story really hasn't been told much about how the clones were replaced by normal, not normal, but, you know, non-clones yeah. by yeah. stormtroopers. So that might be part of this is that, you know, which makes sense that the truth, like, the, why would you as a emperor trust your army to be the people who you're oppressing off the last, right? Like, like, it's just a weird thing of like, so I was able to brainwash you to kill, like to overthrow the last government. Why should I trust you not to overthrow my government now? Right. Either way, it looks like a it looks, looks like great. a fun series. And we see Fennec Shan. Yes, random Fennec Shan. Yeah. Yeah. In animation. That was yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, that's all I have to say about the bad bad. It looks great. I'm excited for it. More Clone Wars animation. I'm on board, but yeah, I have a ton to say. Yeah, they had uh they actually in the, the logo they had the Clone Wars yeah just burn away and beneath the Clone Wars logo they had the Bad Batch. So yeah. it's just like, all right, this is an evolution of Clone Wars. Um yeah, just looks like a fun animated series. Glad they're doing it. Don't I mean it was totally unexpected, but um, you know, we've we've talked about this a bit. I don't know. Yeah. I imagine it'll be great, but um didn't see this coming. It just looks like a lot of great animated action. Yeah. Coming next year, 2021, they confirmed. They didn't give a date, but they said coming next year. Cool. Uh, then we had Star Wars Visions, which is a, a direct quote, a series of animated short films celebrating the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best anime creators. Yeah. Now Specifically Japanese anime, I right? I love that idea. It looks, it looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. And they say it's a consists of 10 short films is that series. Remember in the Remember Matrix, the, they did like the Matrix, the Animatrix, Animatrix. Yeah, yeah. that's what this reminded that. me of a little yeah. bit. Just like letting different animators use their own styles to tell their story. These other sort of. I hope we get stories. the Emperor's origin story. Like I've been. Uh... Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that would be Bye. perfect for this. Yeah, sounds like they'll skip around. If it's called Visions, it's not going to be locked into one time period, nope. but. I'm sure they gave each of these filmmakers be like, what story do you want to tell? And then yeah. they went, I want to tell this. And they went, okay, here's the story group. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do. <laughs> Go make your movie or yeah. short film. Yeah. It's going to be great. I love this stuff. I love when they like part of me, like the um, galaxies of heroes. No, what was the. Yeah, what was that's that? right. That's was that right. the, no, that's the game. What was the short series with the animated series with all the female leads? Um, I think Ben, you just watched them. 
like the really uh, short animated series oh uh um destinies destinies star wars yeah i mean i like that in terms of like these like different types of styles of animation different types of storytelling i think it's really a cool way to expand it and probably tell stories that wouldn't you know you wouldn't be able to tell in a in a series or an actual film i i just love this i think it's a great idea yeah it's gonna be cool again yeah. total wild card we don't know what we're gonna get uh, and that's, I think, all we know about uh, Visions. And I'm sure, listeners, you're like, oh, they just moved through those last two so quickly. We're going to get through this thing in, like, the next five minutes. But wait. For the next two, <laughs> we're going to spend some time. Because they announced Lando as the next series. Uh, two things I want to mention before we jump into it. Uh, she used the term event series again. So this seems to suggest yeah, limited. getting a limited series. And um, we had talked about the hopes that it would be written and directed by Donald Glover. Um, that does not seem to be the case, but they got yeah. uh, Justin Simeon, who's developing the stories. And Justin Simeon, if you know him, he's worked on um, two movies that I am big fans of, which are Dear White People and Bad Hair. Um, yeah. If you have not seen Bad Hair, you should check out Bad Hair. It's a great horror comedy movie. That came out this year. I think it's on Netflix. I think is where I saw it. It's really great. Um, he has a really good, interesting vision and is a really thoughtful director. And and I think he'll work really well. I assume with Donald Glover. We don't know what Lando is, but I think we could all assume. That's well, I mean, we, we can hope it's about. Donald Glover. I, I What we do know is that Simeon's a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what's important to me. I, I You know, listen, I love Donald Glover and I, I want him to be, you know, lando in this uh but he's a mega star and he's you know he's trying to you know write his own way and you know the star wars galaxy has a huge gravitational pull and you know some people want to do different things and um donald glover has got his fingers in a lot of pies and wants to be a lot of things so it might i, I would this is all yeah culminating in me saying we might get a recast and it, it's not the best outcome. We love Donald Glover, but if it's recast, it's recast. You know, I wonder, I kind of go the other way is I wonder if they probably approached Donald Glover first about this. And he was just like, I love this. I want to be Lando again, but I have way I too much. Want to direct it. Yeah. I can't write it. I can't direct it. But have you considered this person? Right. Like, have you? Because mm -hmm. like, I wonder if he helped handpick this person to yeah. do it, to just be like, no, this is the guy you want. This is the guy who has the vision, and I will 100% be in this thing if he writes and directs it, right? I wonder Yeah, if I think that would be the best of all worlds. Yeah. But interestingly is today, Billy D on his Twitter shared this news about Lando. Didn't say anything else, just put it up there. So I wonder if we're going to get what we thought we might get with the land do we get the Cal calrissian chronicles like like uh bookends to this do we get that's incredible old if lando we do we go back and it. forth parallel yeah. uh lando post sequel trilogy and then lando post solo i hope so yeah that would be awesome so they also this is another part where they showed a sizzle reel and didn't show it to us plebes who didn't who aren't investors or don't have the special password or whatever it was uh this is less exciting because obviously they're just in the really pre pre 
planning stages of this, it sounds like. Um, and basically, it was, it was just a sizzle reel that compiled old footage of Lando set to the theme song from Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> so apparently that is what Justin Simeon's kind of like. Which is perfect. Toward. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, go off as an all-time favorite anime yeah. for me. Great. Yeah, there's so many creative, yeah, stylized ways they can go with Lando. Um, I mean, Ben, do you want to talk about about. just the logo itself? Yeah, I mean, it's solid gold, baby. I mean, (laughs) it's solid gold Lando. It's shining, blinged out. It's super nice. I mean, yeah, I I mean, I was hoping for like Vaporwave, Synthwave, Lando. Like, that would be my dream. Um, But, you know, he's kind of solid gold 70s. And, you know. They can find I think Ludwig a, a, has to do the soundtrack though because they've oh, already collaborated. Yeah, yeah so totally. Not? Yeah, of course. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. That would be that would be really great. That or Calm Trues, I think, would do a great soundtrack. Oh uh, wow. Yeah. Oh my god. I know we talk about like yes. I may be like, uh, you've turned me on to Calm Trues. If you don't know who Calm Trues is, you should check out Calm Trues. They, they he totally needs to do it or whoever that whoever Calm. Totally needs to do a Star Wars. Like it would totally work. Yeah. 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 He should do he's never done any um theatrical like uh really? soundtracks. But that's like, shocking. Yeah, yeah, because you think like he's what like Stranger Things wanted to get, but then like got that like rando like punk band that decided to go synthwave. But yeah. Um, yeah, he's fantastic. He would be great for some of this. Just saying. Yeah, I agree. Uh, any other thoughts about Lando? I'm so excited. This is the one. I mean, I'm excited to see his adventures and what he's doing. I mean, that's Seth Haley. Sorry, is Tom True's real name? Uh, sorry. There you go. Um, I, I'm so excited because I feel like we're getting like part of me is excited because a I just love the character. B I love Donald Glover's take on this character. Assuming we're getting Donald Glover, and C I really really love the solo verse. And if this yeah. means we're going to get the continuation of that, I'm so happy. Like, I, I want to see these characters. Yeah, it'd be great if John Kazan was involved in this as well. Mm. Good call. Like, pair him up with uh, Justin Simeon. That would be awesome. Yeah. All yeah. right. We've talked about this a lot. We've talked a lot about the Soloverse a lot. I'm I know. Like, it's, but we don't have a, Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just so glad this is actually happening. This was like a dream, and it was like, oh, yeah, we think, you know, there was a rumor about this months ago we talked about, but uh, to have confirmation. It does, you know, they're going to do this right, and Lando deserves his own series. And, yeah, I would love that. A little bit of old, a little bit of new, maybe a little bit of Xana, a little bit of Billy D, baby. Yeah. A little bit of Colt 45. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for this. I, I... Anyway, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll do a wrap up at the end. But let's talk about the next one. So I'm going to mention who's doing it. I'm going to read the quote, and then I'm just going to grant about 10 minutes to go off on this. All so right. the next one they talked about is called The Acolyte. And this is the Leslie Headland series that we've been wondering about for a while. And this is what we were told by Kathleen Kennedy. It's a mystery thriller that will take us into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers of the final days of the High Republic era. Grant, go. Well, you know me. I love dark mysticism. And I think this is a way to solve what I call the villain problem in both Star Wars and Marvel in that you could get a real exploration 
to build out the infrastructure and the scaffolding behind the Sith, the Sith Eternal, the dark side altogether, and really explore that really, I would say, just more haunting side of the Force that I don't think, I think is rarely explored. It's really just the tree on Dagobah. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it, there's only a few places we really get into the haunting side of the Force, and uh, it would yeah. be fun to see a whole show about it. I mean, this is the series that is not, and this is what we were promised from the series, but this is a series that's not connected to really anything previous, right? Like all the other series, the two series we got at the beginning are spinoffs of The Mandalorian. These are characters we've been introduced to. Um, Like Andor is a spinoff of Cassian Andor, Rogue One. Obi-Wan is Obi-Wan. The Bad Batch is a spinoff of The Clone Wars. Star Wars Visions, we don't know what that is, but they're kind of standalone things. Lando is Lando. The Acolyte is the first series in this list of things that we're going to get that is something completely unknown, right? They did mention the High Republic, so I think this is also tying into all of the books and comics that are going to come out, but this is the end, right? This is the end of, as she says, the the, uh, final days of the High Republic era. We don't. Do we know when that is? Do we have a date for that? that? I feel nope. like that's that's. I feel like this may reveal that there's a sort of the Sith doctrine survives throughout the yeah. Republic era, and it's sort of passed down in some manner. And we may be seeing that throughout in the books. It just, but it in subtle notes, just right. much like the Emperor is treated in a lot of the canon novels. Right? I mean, like the a lot headline... of the canon novels write for the Emperor, but it's very subtle. Yeah. It's like they don't really move the character in any direction. I mean, the headline here is that we're going to get live action High Republic. Yeah, this is going to be the first live action High Republic. Yeah, but I, I think I think what you're saying is right. I mean, it would be really interesting if they don't talk about the Sith at all during the High Republic because they're yeah. extinct. It's the big bad denial, and they're dealing with that the whole time. But this is sort of this will be our lens through which we see what the Sith are doing they're doing during right. this period which and leads to Sidious right like this idea right. of the rule of two yeah in or practice the, yeah I mean it could lead to um I don't know maybe I'm getting my timing wrong here but it could lead to uh Darth Bane well I think Darth Bane's before before High Republic I believe so I thought Darth Bane was yeah, he's a thousand years. Thou- thousand oh, okay, years. okay, that okay. was a while before. But he had okay. set up the rule of two. But his reason why was like, we will, we will hide, right? We will be underneath everything, yeah. pulling the strings. So my guess is, uh, okay. The, my guess is when we talk about the High Republic, whoever are whoever is the is the is the Sith Lord at the time are pulling the strings of the Nile. That's my guess of what's going on. But my guess is that's going to be, as you mentioned, very under the surface. We're not going to be exposed to that in the novels. And this is where we start dealing with this. Is this Plagueis? Do we get live action Plagueis? Wait, like, when is the end of the High Republic? Who's Plagueis's um No, yeah, it's master? Plagueis's master. Who's that guy? Again? Who's that guy? It's Tenebris. Tenebris. Right. Do we get Tenebris and Darth Plagueis? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I would actually root for a situation where the Sith are totally fractured and it's just like wizards and it's like fiefdoms of I like wizards and like, you know, dark you know ent- entities in various places, but there's no cohesion. But, it's just it's you know, they're they're following the rule of two, but they don't find any love, way we, to it amalgamize sounds like we're an, their power. We're just a acolyte, though, we're just a, a, 
you yeah. know, not as not very high on the hi- hierarchy of the, the city. I, I exactly. So she starts there, and then like by the end of it, she is part of the rule of two. And right, probably exactly. the leader of it. I think and she has a vision. One yeah, who is brought in? Right, she's the one who is the the apprentice of the Sith Lord, who then she, leads to be the Lord. She right. sees I, like she's the catalyst that, Yeah, she's yeah. the catalyst that amalgamizes the, the power and starts like the vision that leads to Tenebris, that leads to Plagueis, that leads. Right. To that would have to be right because it's Tenebris, Plagueis, <laughs> Sidious, Sidious. Right. So yeah. she would probably be Tenebris's. Sith Lord, so yeah, her I mean, brought in by that, whoever but... is her Sith. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know Tenebris and Plagueis were obsessed with long life. So, <laughs> I mean, even if it was a couple hundred years before um, Sidious, that actually were plays. Why guys, I name... This is all speculation yes. based on a logo with a lightsaber scar through it. Yo, but we're dead on. No, we're dead but, on. But also with, you know, it's the emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. That says a lot. But also, why can I name the lineage of Sith Lords, but I couldn't tell you Kings of England? <laughs> but I can tell you, it's like, Kings of it's England like, are Tenebris, boring. Tenebris led to Plagueis, who led to Sidious, <laughs> who led to Vader. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, yeah, and Maul like, was in there and Dooku, but yeah, um, because I care about this. This is myth, the other stuff is just history, it's just yeah. stuff <laughs> yeah. for mortals. These are the games of mortals, but that's why Star Wars is great because it's the game of myth and legends. So, so, Leslie Headland and or the all the stuff surrounding her series was not lying because it said it would investigate a seer a time that we have never seen before, which is true. Up until this entire announcement, we have never seen the High Republic. I never thought she was going to tackle the High Republic era. I'm super excited, but I just that's not what I thought. Did we play with this idea? This would have been one of our wildest fantasies. No, I yeah, I'm so excited. This show is going to be amazing. I mean, I had her pence. I had this series penciled in as Ahsoka for her Mm -hmm. or and then our dark horse was Afra. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about Afro in a little bit. Yeah, but this is actually way better um, yeah. than both. I mean, obviously, I still want to see an Afro series, but um, this is I. Yeah, I'm right there with you, G. This is this is the way. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah. Uh, any other closing thoughts on the Acolyte before we move on? Most anticipated for me. Lando, this and uh Obi-Wan, I think, are most anticipated. I think I think you are on the exact same page. I, I'm I'm my dark horse is weirdly like Rangers in the New Republic, but in terms of like if you were gonna say like today, which ones do you want to watch now? It would be exactly those. It'd be Acolyte, followed by followed by Lando, followed by Obi-Wan. I think that's exactly I think I'm exactly yeah. where you are. I, yeah, I, nice. think, I think I'm Ahsoka, Acolyte, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, because I think oh, Ahsoka wow. is going to be the like wandering swordsman, like um, right. Luke Skywalker oh, series yeah. that I wanted. Yeah. I think she's. I really want them to meet, by the way, because I think their ideologies kind of match up in an interesting way. Who Ahsoka and uh, and and uh, Luke? Luke? Yeah. yeah, I feel like they can fit in an interesting way. Yeah, I think Ahsoka's way more involved, but I, I think at his point in his evolution, he would be too. But in oh. terms of letting the himself, Jedi go, like you'd be letting, like, no, he was not lady. I've seen something, you know. Can I, can I back us up about an hour? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly think so. We talked about what this this climactic 
you know, event series might be with those with those three. Yeah. And I wonder if that's where we actually do get DH Luke. And I wonder if that actually caps off where we get the end of the child story in the Mandalorian. Like, is that when like and we could have it intertwined with Thrawn and all this stuff. But I wonder if we also that's where you bring in DH Luke Skywalker making Ahsoka. It, it, I wouldn't it say that's so much. Just guess. It's so much tragedy if Grogu ends up at uh, Luke Skywalker's school. Off, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want that to be the culmination of the Mandalorian series. He's, I'd rather he's, he's again, I'm hoping he pie. makes it to the hut on Dagobah, and I'm hoping he, yeah. you know, lives <laughs> a long life in the swamps. Long life eating uh, lizards. I mean, it worked for Yoda. It worked True. for Yoda. He's like, this is a nice hut. Very happy. He did. Yeah. He was living a good life. I mean, I, I, honestly, I never want that series to end. No, I don't. Uh, I don't think it will. <laughs> yeah, I can't even think of us. I mean, I think they're going to rule Mandalore together as buddies. I think, I think now that you have these spinoffs, I think that actually confirms the long life of the Mandalorian as the backbone of this. Yeah, but the uh, other thing is too, like when we're dead. They can do a Grogu like reignites the Jedi series like because Grogu in like a hundred years is like, you know, he he's going to be hitting his prime. And yeah. So like he's going to be hitting his prime, you know, when well, Ray's dead. Wait, wait. Oh, when Ray's dead. But like I think so when we're dead. Well, yeah, well, we'll be dead, too. Well, they, but they can also they 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 don't have to tell us in real time. Yeah, no, they don't. But <laughs> they don't have to wait for us to be dead. Please, they can just skip ahead. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'm just that saying. That made me real like, sad, but I know what you're sorry, saying. Sorry, sorry. I, I mean, we're all going to die, Adam. No, no. And Star all our Wars listeners is going will... to end before I die. Yeah, I mean, uh, before, after Ray dies. We'll just say that. I'm just, you know, no, trying I, trying yeah. not to be too hopeful here. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. That character is young for, yeah. for his. Yeah, it's true. That could be the way of Star Wars from now on. Right. I mean, or, or they can put it in our pocket again. Road Warriors, Mando and and Grogu may just stick together. Right. That's what I. After that's what I want. Yeah. And forever. Yeah. yeah. Until you know, Grogu puts perpetuity. Yeah. Right. So somehow, and it wasn't my fault. It was totally my fault. We've uh, looped back around <laughs> to the beginning of our episode. Right. Um, so let's keep moving forward. Uh, the last series they mentioned, which was unclear whether it's a series or a special event or or a movie, um, but the, they uh, Kathleen Kennedy started talking about the fact that they're combining Lucasfilm Animation and ILM are going to kind of do a joint project, which I think is interesting. Yeah, uh, something called a Droid Story. Yeah, and here's what she said. She said this epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by our most iconic duo. R2-D2 and C-3PO on a special mission known only to them. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I don't, I, it'd be fun. I'm looking forward to it, but I, I have nothing on this one. I mean, we, we talked about... Is Anthony Daniels involved? Uh, he did share on Instagram, so yeah. I think he is. I mean, I wouldn't nice. be surprised. I'm guessing he... I mean, the bottom line is he doesn't have to be. No, but you know, I just we would all love we would prefer that, but um, that's the thing they can they can do what they they want here. Hopefully, and, we'll get it sooner than later. 
I hope so. I, I read the ending of um his his memoirs, the I am three CPO book, which was again a very fun read. He seems to suggest at the end of that, like he is done being in the suit, which is fair, because the majority of that book is him almost dying on numerous occasions because he can't see anything and walking into things. And basically, if you fall in C3PO armor, you break your leg or an yeah. arm. Yeah. And so he talks about that a lot and not in a bad way. He just talks about like, and I almost died then. And then Ewan McGregor asked me if I was OK and thought he was really nice and then realized that him and Padme were chuckling. But uh, it was like, <laughs> it's a really funny story. But he seems I mean, to be, how can you not see like C-3PO fall over I, and not laugh? Yeah. Like a but he seemed with good humor about it in their saying, but he seems to really take an ownership of that character and seems to be like he will probably voice that character until he passes. Like he may not be in the armor again, but anytime he has a chance to voice that character, especially because in that book, he was never supposed to be the voice of C-3PO. They always were going right. to overdub him. And then and then eventually George was just like, you know, we'll just go with anthony's voice and had him come back in and redub it like so i think he he feels oh, yeah absolutely um yeah i, I mean I, I think you know we did a pillar episode on droids um yeah. droids are uh unsung heroes of, of star wars and they, they're a differentiator between every other sci-fi whatever um fantasy series that's out there right now and uh this makes a lot of sense and who doesn't love r2d2 and c3po um and just to like maybe we've just now this like exposes this underbelly of droids droid culture and they they deal with their droids mostly and they have sort of a you know our avatar is this new character who's you know uh, with them maybe it's an alien maybe it's a human Uh, it's a droid yeah i mean maybe it's a third droid that would be interesting and they just like you know it's it's all from their point of view which would be a really you know, really flip the perspective on the whole galaxy. And, and they, it could be really powerful and really fun. Maybe I'll finally get my droid planet that I've been pulling for. Yeah. The Gotra has to have a house somewhere. They have to like live. The droid Gotra has got to mm-hmm. have like their own planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to see that. Um, all right. So that that's all the live action. That's, that's it. I know there's not a lot of them, but uh, I heard there's a couple of features. Yeah, let's talk about the features. Uh, So the first thing that Kathleen Kennedy said moving into the features is that they're pushing forward into a new future era. I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know if that means a future era. Right. But is it? But my question, and this is always what's confusing. We'll talk about this when we get to the second one. Is this mean future in terms of like our reality future or future in terms of the in, in galaxy future i i believed it to be in galaxy future yeah i believe it to be the other one that's we'll how t- i read it. <laughs> we'll talk about it um i think with one it is and with one it's not so she starts by saying there's take a take a working on it working on a movie unnamed unnamed and bringing all of this quirky, quirky, like, whatever. And all he she says is it's fresh, unexpected and unique. So we get nothing. But we do get a really interesting like like graphic of it. It looks very cartoony. It's really interesting. Um, what does it say? Because I haven't seen it. Just it just says Star Wars. It just says Star Wars in a really like um, funky like, font, funky, like almost like um, schoolhouse rock. 
type of font, if that makes any sense, if anyone's old huh. like I am. <laughs> Wait, is that the, is that the um... like it looks like 70s groovy Monty Python <laughs> font? Like, I can't really say right, not go off the placeholder. Font. That might just be early development. Yeah. It might it's be, a, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. This is yeah. a random creative choice. We don't even yeah. know if Taika was involved with that font choice. No, it's probably like, if you think of Taika, what do you think of? <laughs> I think of Ragnarok. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're you're thinking, making me think this is going to be like the Spider-Verse for Lucasfilm. It's like the... Right. Maybe. It's basically the cel-shaded masterpiece that's in, just incredible animation. Yeah. So any... I mean, we, I mean, we could talk about this. I feel like we've talked a lot about the Taika stuff. They gave us nothing new here. Yeah. Um, but they did give us a lot for the other one. Yeah. Do you just want to move on to the other one? Because I kind of want to actually back around to this with a question I'm going to ask after we're done. Um, so let's talk about the next one. Next one is Rogue Squadron. Uh, they had much more information about this. Uh, directed by Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman fame and Hurt Locker and... Uh, Catherine Bigelow did Hurt Locker. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Catherine Bigelow did Hurt Locker. Catherine Bigelow. I'm getting people mixed up. Sorry. Yeah, Patty, Patty Jenkins, Jenkins, did, uh, Patty Jenkins uh, did Wonder Woman. And, Wonder Woman, uh, yes. Wonder Woman. Movies yeah. Pardon my uh, fa-fa. Uh, so, basically, uh, Kathleen says, we'll introduce a generation of Star Wars fighter, or star fighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing, high-speed thrill ride. And there was like a very high production value, uh, like not really interview wouldn't be the thing, but like a description by Patty Jenkins in like a parking lot slash uh, yeah. like airstrip. On a landing she, strip, right? Yeah, yeah, a landing strip. So she like rollerblades to her car with like it golden hour, of course. And the car is parked perfectly. So like golden hours hitting her at the exact right light. And you see her like sort of changing. I thought just like out of her rollerblades, which is like a funny Gen X sort of thing that she was doing. <laughs> um, and then, and but she's actually like actually changing clothes and she's telling this really heartwarming story about like why she loves fighter pilot movies. And like her father, who's a veteran who like died in the line of duty and like really like heartwarming stuff, but also the production value is like insane. And then you see her, she's like, now I found a way to like merge the two worlds of what I love. And she's putting on an, uh, a X-wing pilot flight suit and puts on an X-wing pilot helmet and then walks off on the flight path to an X-wing. Yeah. Um, and they, they do like rogue squadron. I mean, like that was, I mean, that was an incredible video that she got together for that. Yeah, completely sold me on her, right? Like, like she yeah. clearly has a has a feel for what she wants to see yeah. in this film. But it, it sounds like it's post um, Rise yes. of Skywalker to me. It's because of this quote, <laughs> yeah. this uh, movie will move us into a future era of the galaxy. That to me means yeah. post sequel trilogy, right? Unequivocal to me. Yeah. Grant, agree, disagree. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. I mean, that what what their rogue squad? What are they? What are they? What are they combating? I mean, I don't understand. I right. I don't know remnants of the first order. I don't know pirates. It would be kind of odd if they're just doing the same thing that like the 
New Republic's doing yeah years prior. Like TIE Fighters, like more TIE Fighters. I don't know. So here's the weird thing. Sounds like X-Wings for sure, because there was an X-Wing in the logo. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. So here's the thing. I I want to see post-sequel trilogy storytelling. I really do. I'm very excited to see what happened post the fall of the First Republic. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, First Order. Um, or I'm sorry, the Last Order. Final. Final, final order. Final. final order. That's right. But here's the thing. I, I, I was really excited when I heard this because my favorite book series in old EU was Rogue Squadron. Like the the you know, the adventures of Wedge Antilles and the others, I'm on board. So I'm of two minds because also I'm like, I don't do we need that because that's been mined in The Mandalorian. But we're not getting that. We're getting something post-sequel trilogy. But do we need this post-sequel trilogy? So, like, yes, I'm excited to see a Star Wars movie in the theaters. I'm just not sure what this movie is or what it's trying to accomplish. Let's play a game. Um, All right. <laughs> so it's uh, post-Rise uh, of Skywalker. Yeah. Who, what pilots that you know would you like to see in a Rogue Squadron? The, There's got to be one, right? Oh. There's got to be one carryover. Oh, yeah. Poe Dameron. Oh, right? I mean, Poe's definitely that he's the leading like candidate for it. I, I mean, there needs to be a carryover, but it doesn't need to be Poe. No, but I mean, I don't know I, if you're going to have like a pilot series after that. I mean, he could have evolved like he's a he's a general now or a politician or something. Yeah, because like, he was essentially a general like or a captain or colonel or whatever. Um, in Rise of Skywalker, even though he was still in an uh, X-Wing. Wex is blown up. Yeah. Um, but, but, but actually, but Zori, Zori Bliss arrives at the end there in a Y-Wing and she seems to be a pilot. Why can't yeah, you, you get in Rogue Squad? I'm not saying it then you, can't then you have a Then you have a Poe-Zori Bliss romance that actually is hinted at in the Rise yeah. of Skywalker. I mean, you I'm not saying that. it can't happen, but I'm just saying, like, why would they announce this? not knowing definitively that um that actor would be like available for this like you you know they seem like it could be they, you have to announce it, it could be like a tentpole basically yeah i mean i mean you could have you could have rose in there but though she's not a pilot but you could still have her honestly you know who fought in the battle of um exegol and survived wedge who? antilles yeah, I know, but I don't need seventy-year-old Wedge Antilles in an X-wing. Like that's oh, not... you don't? Because well, no, I do. Because I do. Because I, I do. I don't. I do. <laughs> that's gonna make me sad. He doesn't need to be in an X-wing. He could just be the guy. That he could be the commanding officer. All right, fine. Now you're talking me into it. Wasn't he farming for a period? <laughs> he sure was. was. Sure was. But he got called back, especially after his <laughs> his. his uh... Yo, so Snap Wexley died, but yeah. Nora Wexley, his actually Nora Wexley. She could be in command with him. Yeah, you could have those two commanding. All right, you're talking me into this now. I'm I'm on more on board with this now. Well, maybe right. Mr. Bones is somewhere. Okay, now now you're dead, but now you're in the spot. But I mean, I, here's the thing. I trust Patty Jenkins. I trust this. I just don't know what this is. Does that make sense? Like this seems odd. Yeah. This seems. I, I'm just gonna say it. This seems weird to me. This seems weird that this was the the thing they went well, out. It's, on. I think it's interesting as a theatrical release because it's it feels like a roller coaster ride, right? right. If we're following X wings like roaring through space. I mean, that yeah. is an IMAX experience worth going to to see in theaters. 
you know like the only thing that should yeah. be released in theaters at this point are just absolute roller coaster rides you That's cannot experience at home yeah like, maybe they're not seeing a difference between disney plus and theatrical other than exactly that grant like what do what do people need to see in the theater? like what's going to get people to come out as opposed right. to i can watch this on the big uh, on on my home theater as opposed to like oh i need to experience this this is a, a physical experience to right. see in the theater it's a good point I, I have to say the like star fighter um battles in mandalorian which yeah. as established is like a relatively low budget series next to what they're planning have been heart pounding yeah. they've been really good yeah i mean the, just in the you know we we're going to talk about this in the next series but like the the tie fighters just roaring through and then like there there were scenes with x-wings like when you see the x-wings a couple episodes ago of the mandalorian where they like open the the s foils into attack position (laughs) yeah like on either side of the razor crest like you feel that and there's something about the technology now that makes it more visceral and uh yeah i mean i it's it's unexpected in an awesome way. It's weird in an awesome way. Yeah, it, they're going to create amazing characters, and um, and you know they have a fantastic director. So like, yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, a hundred percent. I just don't. I just don't. Just the one weirdly, I can't wrap my brain around in terms of like. This is the one I have least theories about, other than other stuff, which I guess should make me more excited because I have no idea. Right. I wish Nine Nub was alive. Oh, yeah, Um, they did confirm (laughs) his death. Yeah, because Nine Nub and, you know, um, Wedge would be the foundation for fantastic Bar Jr. Oh, Akbar Jr. is alive. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd take that, but it's no Nine Nub. Agree. If there's a Nine Nub Jr., I'd be all right. I'd be in on that. Or that'd be be Ted's daughter. Yeah, which is a le- legit a character in old EU. All right. So, I know I know strategically it's probably the smart choice to focus on series for as if you're a studio right now and a, you're speaking to your investors, especially amid a pandemic. But I was surprised that when she spoke about the theatrical releases, she didn't mention like upcoming trilogy, Ryan Johnson working on his trilogy, anything Kevin like that. Feige. Because or Kevin Feige and, and yeah. just yeah. upcoming upcoming theatrical releases. Yeah. I get I get it that I get, you know, why you wouldn't announce those things. But at the same time it is fun to check in and get a little bit of like what's I, going on with the development. And I feel like it's well it's I, was, I was I was I was somewhat surprised to see that Ryan Johnson You don't think they had enough? <laughs> I don't think to here's the, that's the thing. I don't think they're checking in because the check-ins not like, by the way, we're not making that Kevin Feige movie. By the way, we're not making those Ryan Johnson movies. I think Star Wars is becoming more and more small screen experiences. I think Star Wars that we're going to know going forward is going to be less theatrical and more Disney+. Plus. I mean, I agree with that. But, like, do you not think we're going to get features from Feige and Ryan Johnson at all? Uh, Feige, maybe. I do not think we're going to get the Ryan. I don't think we're going to get the Ryan Johnson ones. Um, And that's not, by the way, as a person who loves. Speculation. uh, Speculation. As a person who loves The Last Jedi, I'd love to see that. I think they are currently seeing the popularity 
of the Mandalorian and how much it seems to be. I'm going to use the air quotes around this healing. Yeah. The Star Wars fandom that I think they don't want to touch Ryan Johnson with a 10 foot pole right now, to be honest. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that if that's what they're doing. But I feel like that's kind of where they're at is they just they don't want to alienate viewers. I, I feel that, man. I feel that like it, Ryan Johnson was sort of a, a lightning rod for controversy. Yeah. And, you know, and that's not what the world needs in 2020. But, um, you know, we're not going to get the next movie till 2023. Right. God. Um, <laughs> and then like and then and then we're going to take this toy. That's our episode. Like the, last week, the last week of 2023. Right. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, January 2023. Yeah. It's like the last week. 2024. 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be so know, old. A lot, a lot can happen in two years. Yeah. And, um, I, I, you know, I hope that he's still slated to do it. Cause I, I think, I mean, a lot can happen in one year, a lot can happen in six months, you know, yeah. like, but, um, I hope, you know, they also didn't say he wasn't going to do it. And, um, and same thing with Faye as well, you know, and maybe I, I've with this much of saturation, they're just like, okay, we know our quality level. We know what we're trying to do now. We're oriented as, you know, the new Lucasfilm under Disney. I mean, we could get a, a feature. I feel like we still get a feature a year if they, they did it right. I uh, hope so. I hope that what we're seeing is like 2023 is the restart of the Star Wars feature yeah. a year. And I, I'm not counting out Ryan Johnson. I really want to see his series. I will be first in line and super happy to see it. I also wonder, like, all we've heard about this Rogue Squadron is that's directed by Patty Jenkins. We don't know who's oh. writing. We don't. Yeah. This could be the Kevin Feige one that we just aren't being told it's Kevin Feige yet, because he's not directing. I don't think. I think he was just developing and writing. Interesting. Interesting. So I want to move us to. I know we're like long, but the next question I have is: they gave us. 10 series, including The Mandalorian, and two movies. And we already kind of talked about what we were surprised we didn't see in terms of movies. Are there anything that was left out of series that surprised you? Boba Fett. Yeah, good. I have three. Boba Fett's one of mine. So we didn't see Boba Fett. And I think we might Afra. talk about that. We talked about Afro. Afro was left out. Afro is a big one that's left out. What are your thoughts about that? I was really expecting we had an Afra announcement. Once we started, once they mentioned we'd have 10 series, <laughs> I was like, well, one of those has to be Afra. They're pretty rigid walls between comics and features and live action. Yeah. And uh, I just, I, I don't, I mean, I would love to see Afra on the well, live screen, on the big screen. Any of the spinoffs that people said they thought would appear after the rise of Skywalker. There were, you know, how a lot of fans went to the Rise of Skywalker and be like, "Are they spinning things off of this movie?" Oh, that's a good point. They're like, "Yeah, none well, of that." Well, happened. Lando yeah. and Zana could, or not Zana, Jana could be. Jana could be, could be that. Jana could be part of the Lando series. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, Ray and Finn could have a spinoff. What were the other ones? Oh, the whole. Well, I mean, the whole lineage of uh, Palpatine. That's that's out there somewhere. Right. Zori Bliss. 
Sorry, Bliss. I'm also shocked we didn't get any Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, she yeah. walked out. The beginning of thing is said there's a history of 25,000 years in this. See, that's my, my new theory is that since Benioff and Weiss left the Old Republic project, yeah. that Ryan Johnson picked it up and he is actually doing the Old Republic. Yeah, actually, that's, that's my new theory. Yeah. That's my new theory I, about the next trilogy. I mean, I like all these. I also wouldn't be surprised if they're holding back, Ben, as you kind of mentioned on the theatrical stuff, that there yeah. might be maybe next... Well, because it's going to be four or five years away at this point, you know. Right. Wait, isn't there a point in time where the Sith siege the Republic and then the Jedi are ousted and they have to like reclaim it? I mean, you're asking that's a us funny as if that's a not funny. The... Yeah, that's the. I mean, the Jedi Sith Wars is a thing that. Yeah, that's a great Jedi. era. Come on, now. Let's I mean, and that should have been the Benioff and Weiss, right? Like they they should have been gunning yeah. for that era. And like I would, but I would trust it more in Ryan Johnson's hand, or enjoy it more in. I don't know. I don't know. Both. I would Both just say those I'd be happy really if Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson took that. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Man, irony. Benioff yeah. and Weiss like tight like stopped their series like so super fast because they thought they were going to do the Star Wars series, and then they did such a bad job on Game of Thrones that they didn't get the Star Wars series. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> it's like, it's like a tone <laughs> poem. Um, yeah. I, I just, again, I think we started at the beginning with saying this, but I was expecting a few announcements here or there. And then when like the whole thing started, they're like, we're going to talk about, the, you know, Disney is or uh, Lucasfilm has 10 series. And uh, and then and then Marvel is 10 series. I'm like, yeah, all right. We'll see. Yeah, and then when they actually listed nine out of the ten, and I'm pretty sure they're just counting the, the Mandalorian as the tenth. Yeah, um, that was like, okay, wow, you're just actually calling your shots. That's impressive. And I don't know, like, it's weird for Disney Plus where you had the Mandalorian jump off the entire thing, and then had nothing else until the Mandalorian again. Yeah, and then now it's just going to be like whoa, 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 bang, bang, bang. Yeah, like it's just going to be between Marvel and 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 Lucasfilm. It's like there's going to be no breaks. Which well, I'm... I mean, which is good, man, because like eight episodes a year is like yeah. little Star Wars for my liking, you know. Agree. And if, I, think, if they, I think we need, can... I think we need a Skywalker series. It just says Skywalker, and it's just Luke traveling the galaxy. I mean, I mean, you know, you're you're talking to me, man. Like I'm your guy Skywalker. on that. Yeah, so, I want that. I, I mean, again, we've we've said like, like Walker, Texas and it, it might have to be animated, so like Mark Hamill doesn't have to actually do stunts and be on set or, all the time. Or if the like guy voyaging like an interloper, right? Like yeah. Skywalker. I mean, there's so much Sebastian Stan. Yeah, like, I was gonna like, say as Skywalker out there right now. It's all over the internet. All I have I mean, to say is. The fan art has kind of brought me around on the Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. I've seen a lot of fan art. I'm like, that could work. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'd watch it. But I feel like, yes, I feel like if we do get Luke Skywalker de-aged or Mark Hamill de-aged or Sebastian Shaw in this the Mandalorian is... or... That's Vader. That's Vader, Adam. What's that? Did I say Anakin? Sebastian <laughs> Shaw. Is Vader. <laughs> is Vader. Did I say that? Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
my brain is like now over like too many wires are crossed (laughs) we've only been talking about star wars for about the past five hours it's rick hima 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 yua fuck and i'm done <laughs> uh, no Good it's from you you were close though um <laughs> yeah man i listen I'm, I'm with you g like there's gotta be a they gotta get mark hamill in there while he's we still yeah. have him with us like he's too fantastic a luke skywalker we gotta just like let that ride and I don't know. I mean, I, I know they've told the Skywalker story, but there's enough space in there to like do some fun things with Luke Skywalker. Literally 30 years. To yeah. Tell there's a lot of time. Yeah. There's a lot of time. It's like, he's just, I don't know. Hamill just is Skywalker, man. And like, I like you want to use Sebastian Stan. Great. But like, I want VO from <laughs> Mark Hamill <laughs> to do the lines. This Am I wrong? Luke. Yeah. No. Yeah resurrect if they can do it for vader they can do it for luke i don't know love uh, it yeah but and afra so that's, that's why afra i would settle a, for an afra was a strange omission i really thought afra was going to be announced i did too i really did I yeah mean. it's it's too good a property right she's too good a character it's to not have on the big screen and really like it i mean i don't we we love the comics we cover them regularly we're going to pick it back up after next week but um yeah man she's such a good character a bad like indiana jones it's like such a it's great like guardians of the galaxy though for it star is. wars another female-led yeah. series would be great i mean at the end of the day it, it still can happen it's not like they said these are the only 10 series happening right like if something clicks because we all we know for all we know she might be introduced in one of these other series and there might be a fan favorite or it could be the taika series or movie it, for all we know it sounds like we're gonna get all 10 of these series though in the next three years right yeah yeah i mean so that's it, like well then suddenly things get a little more crowded right um you know because it's like but, okay so we get three a year that sounds about right you know three years three series yeah. a year sounds good yeah i think that's probably but also we year. were talking uh, on previous episodes, we were talking about how the volume uh, at the stagecraft and the, the new studio tech technology and the new settings that they've been able to create the uh, productions have been safe for the pandemic. They've been, they've been able yeah. to create these bubbles. Yeah. And uh, she even spoke about that. Uh, she Kathleen did. Kennedy. And um, I found that to be like really inspiring. And, and, and actually it makes me think that the productions will be underway sooner than we think for a lot of these. Oh, I think they're starting now. I mean, some of them are happening right now. I, I, I think it's more of just it's going to start. Yeah. Well, we know Andor is Kenobi, Kenobi and Andor. And possibly Rangers are in Ahsoka, honestly. And Rangers and yeah. Mandalorian season. I but My my yeah. thought is that Mandalorian, Ahsoka and Rangers are all going to share the L.A. volume. And then. I wonder who's shooting in Australia because it's not the Andor series, right? It's not the Kenobi series. It's not the Kenobi Kenobi series. Kenobi's in England, yeah. So maybe that's the Lando series. Or, that's a or, good idea. Yeah. I thought, like, Lando, I thought Lando as well. Shooting in Australia. Someone is. And we haven't heard about that yeah. yet. That's so cool. Lando shooting in Australia. That's very cool. I like that <laughs> idea. That's where George shot the prequels. Yeah. 
um all right awesome i I think we've done it um for now we're obviously going to talk about these um ad nauseum for uh, a while it's just so great i have this like list that lives right on my desktop it's like all the new series and i have to update it with like eight new things um and uh i'm so so excited about that to just constantly be referencing these uh this great future we've got full content Mm. um full fun content so um yeah thanks for joining us everyone um we uh, will get back with the mandalorian next week uh unless we have any more ground groundbreaking like um news between now and then um and then we're going to get into a more regular um multi-segment series after the mandalorian um and catch up on a lot of content uh from a certain point of view and uh um comics corner kyber crystal comics corner we've got a bunch of comics laying in wait um that we want to do and um yeah there's just still a lot of great stuff out there so um, and high republic coming on yeah high republic very soon yeah yeah totally they're jan 5th is that january i think so yeah and they've they've released a bunch of new art that uh looks tantalizing and we'll talk about that because i mean we're entering an entire new era of star wars um with that series so that's going to be a lot of fun to think about so um yeah thanks everyone for listening to us this week um we really enjoyed it and um we'll talk to you next week may the force be with you always this is grex kondak signing off for the latest breaking news follow at core world news on twitter and instagram thank you and good night remember the force will be with you always (laughs) 